only fair that you get to start I think we've Christmas all started our Christmas off, right? So. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? I hope everyone at home listening is also having a good Christmas. I'd like to think this episode's going to air before Christmas. It does depend when I get it done. It may be a New Year special rather than a Christmas I'm special. I'm going to aim for the 24th. Hmm. I do have time off work. I might be able to get it done. If I'm wrong, eh, you'll see. I mean, even if you don't end up having a uh, a brilliant 25th of December, you can always listen to us, because we will be there. Yeah. But here's hoping you don't have to. I mean, I hope you have a good Christmas and listen to us. Like, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be even better. Good. Yeah. But if you had a bad one, sorry to hear it. I like the idea of having nothing better to do hungover on Boxing Day. I go, fuck it, my day can't get any worse than just putting us on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Just oh, hearing us ramble. Us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and listen to the archers instead. We're okay. We're definitely better than the archers. You take that back. We are. <laughs> they have fantastic I... farming tips. <laughs> Grace, you're supposed to be on our side. You're on our No, we'll get sued. Stop it. Grace, you don't even own a farm. <laughs> I don't own a farm. I don't know anybody who does I own a farm. I back onto a farm and I grow things in my back garden. So what you're going to do is when next time the farmer's going by on his tractor, you're going to shout tip tips to him. <laughs> you're, d- you're driving that combine wrong. <laughs> How do you know? I listened to it on the archers. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously not going to tell the agries what to do. Grace, support the show you're on. <laughs> I can do both. Okay, good. We're better than the archers, everyone. We're equal to the archers, everyone. Um, So, so yeah, my washing machine died. Yeah, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Nick's washing machine. It, It served well. It kept his clothes relatively clean. I could barely smell Nick when we'd meet up to record. <laughs> relatively. And and we'll we'll miss that washing machine. Hopefully hopefully whoever takes its place. This is definitely the saddest death in Britain of twenty twenty two. I've I've never had the pleasure of personally meeting uh Nick's washing machine, but I've only ever heard good things. It's been a good run, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The washing machine actually came with the house, and even though it wasn't brand new at the time uh, and had a few problems, I've kept it going for another three years before it finally shuffled off its mortal coil this morning while trying to wash my clothes. (laughs) And you crowbarred its corpse open to get your clothes out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I did have to hammer a pry bar into the lock before it would relinquish my last load of clothes. Hang on, you just have a crowbar lying around? Pry bar? Well, yes. Even so. Who doesn't? I, I do, don't. I do DIY, I do stuff on my car, so, I've... yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's car DIY. I was going to say, I do <laughs> DIY, I've never needed a crowbar. I kind of want one, though, just in case. I don't. You clearly haven't DIY'd hard enough. Most of my DIY is, like, electronics. Which tend not to need a crowbar. This is true, yeah. Or sewing, which rarely needs a crowbar. <laughs> I like to DIY, like, painting. But I thought I'd need a crowbar just in case. It's worth having, because, I mean, we've all seen a bit of Half-Life. It's <laughs> I don't know what Half-Life is. Or Bioshock. Life is. 
It's a video game where you got a crowbar that you hit people with. Ah, uh, okay. I don't DIY, I wage war on the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. This has been proven. That's fair. But yeah, I've just got two weeks to wait at the time that we are recording this, and then I'll be able to go out and buy a new one in the January sales. Mm-hmm. To clarify, it's not Christmas yet when we're recording this, but this is the Christmas slash New Year special, so Merry Christmas, everyone. And a Happy Hello. New Year. And a Happy New Year. Yeah, let's be more joyful. Um, Grace, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, uh, oh no, I said this last time. I want thigh-high woolly socks. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure they'll look sick. Uh, like the hottest grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick, aside from a washing machine, what do you want for Christmas? Um, Peace on Earth and goodwill to all... Everybody. What do you really, really? want? Really. Okay. Uh, I'd like a Bentley. Bentley would be nice. <laughs> I have entered a competition to win a 1980s Ferrari, so it'd be quite nice if I won that. That's a lot. Oh, but that reminds me. Honestly, oh. I'd just settle for a near-side front brake caliper for a Rover 827. So. I got an email yesterday, and don't get too jealous. I've apparently won a Smeg kettle. <gasps> wow. <laughs> a, a kettle From full Curry. of Smeg. Yeah. So what happens <laughs> when you enter these bad dragon competitions. Is there a pony in it? Oh. No. <laughs> but funnily enough, it was weirdly... I, I think Curry's might be having a, some errors because the email that sent it was not Curry's.com. It was um, 1214-adushkanamura-4455 at netjust.ca. Oh, but I'm, okay. I'm sure that's just like someone at Curry's working there. No, no it, 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 sounds, it sounds legit. Yeah, so. exactly. And Grace, because I care about you, I've entered your email address to win it. Because no. I know you need a new cattle. <laughs> no. So I've given them your bank details when they asked. And you should be receiving your Smeg cattle soon. First of all, you don't have my bank details to enter that. <laughs> no. Though the weird thing is, it wasn't sent to my actual email address. It was sent to email address at AOL.com. And somehow that bounced to my Gmail. And I'm not sure how that works. Oh, how weird. But Maybe some server somewhere has thought, well, you're the closest match, so yeah, you probably. can have this. After that, I looked up Smeg Cattles. They're like 200 quid, and they've got seven speeds. What? Seven speeds. Seven, like, heat. Yeah, you can set it to different temperatures. I was going to say, uh, can you ride to work on it? Yeah, yeah when I say speeds, I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's got variable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Jim wants to run a wire around town, he can go to the shops on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's seven like levels of heating on each one. They're pretty nuts. We're not sponsored by the spam email that I received. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where they start ringing you up and saying you're going to have to go buy a gift card. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. want to take us on a brief tangent. You know, I've been oh, no. uh, saving pictures to uh, to sort of introduce the characters of my fic. Oh, yeah. uh, I do, well, the listeners don't, but okay. Yeah, okay, well, this is what I've been doing, uh, sort of frantically while we've been talking. Mm -hmm. I opened my pictures folder, just to check that they'd all saved, and I was greeted by this, and it just makes me laugh. (laughs) Okay, let's have a look. For fuck's sake, it's a slice of toast that looks like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it's... Freddie Mercury. (laughs) It's Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury! Is this the real loaf? Is this the real loaf? Easy, easy come, come, easy dough. Put a bun against his bread. Nothing really matters. Why? <laughs> Why do you have bready? 
Well, thanks. Now I've got a thumbnail for this, for this episode. <laughs> I've no idea. I'm like, I do have. Okay, sorry. Every time I look at it, it gets funnier. Um, I also do have a picture of Julian the Unicorn from Animal Crossing. Why? Wait. It's to print onto his body pillow. <laughs> and I also have Sailor Nigel, which is Nigel Thornbury's head on Sailor Moon's body. For fuck's sake. Oh, oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's actually horrifying. Oh, no. Yeah, this is the. Can you do us a solid and remove depths. that from the chat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think that if we, if you end up in hell, the devil yeah. will be like, we saw your search history. Like, yeah, that counts now. And yeah, probably right. That, and they're like, this is the main reason. <laughs> You would yeah, have gone you are for purgatory just seeing it, but you're going to hell because you tried to spread it to other people. <laughs> I really uh, hope hell doesn't include your browser history in factoring everything you do in. Oh, I'm I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't even give him time. For, I'd just jump straight into the pit. I want my own office in hell. Yeah, I'd just go down to um, to Satan's level, We'd, and I'd just look up, look up at him, and I'd just say to him, look, don't worry, just, I, I know what I did. So, according to the original fanfiction that is Dante's Inferno, the lowest circle is you get in one of Satan's three heads, and he just chews on you forever. Is that treachery? Okay. Yeah, it's for treachery. So there's three levels within treachery, and the lowest one is treachery to God. Uh, Judas is in there, and there's some other dickheads are in there. I can't remember who. I always wondered okay. what happened to Judas. I suppose that makes sense. He's being chewed on by Satan forever. According to the... As I say, it is the fanfiction. Dante's Inferno, not actually the Bible. So, who knows? <laughs> Okie dokie, then. Yeah, on that note, talking of fanfiction, we each got each other Christmas presents. And you know what? Did we? Yeah, we got each other... We're going to share the joy of a pairing that we really enjoyed. Oh, thank fuck. I thought you meant actual <laughs> things. I was like, what? <laughs> So, to take us back to our roots, we are the shipping forecast. Yes. And we're not just about the fix, we're about the shipping. Yeah, we ship things. We each have pairs that we really enjoy, and we're going to use this episode as an excuse to go back to our roots and talk about a pair that really sort of resonated with us this year. I don't think... I think I misread the assignment. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) Um, to be fair, the pairs I have in my fic, they are platonic, but I kind of really like the dynamic. Oh, that's fine. Friends rather than lovers. I did spell this out in a message. I... There's always one. There's always one, isn't there? I may have chosen not to read the message. <laughs> <laughs> this and... I won't let this stop me because I can't read. <laughs> and... Since it was the end of the year, I decided to treat myself. By not reading. And, um, <laughs> and disregard everything I say. <laughs> the me- the Mary the best Christmas gift of all, ignoring James. <laughs> the worst thing was, the original plan for this episode was, it was going to be an excuse to talk about whatever we wanted, whatever fandom we wanted. Yeah. Um, by the time we decided that it wasn't going to be that. I'd already read all 15,000 words of my fic. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And and your response to that was, like, oh, can we change it? I was like, yeah. And you were just like, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Because you didn't understand the assignment, 
you're going to the back of the queue. Grace, what have you been reading? Oh, <laughs> <Aww. Aww. laughs> uh, I mean, like it's a platonic pairing, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with that. Either way, I'm, uh, since I'm I've making, been... to be clear, we agreed Nick was going to be at, yeah, at the yeah, end know, anyway. I'm, <laughs> I'm just using this as an excuse to set up the next section. He's just using this as an excuse to shame me. And to, yeah, occasionally. <laughs> For, yeah, to put the proverbial dunce cap on me and make me stand in the corner. Yeah. So. It's the highlight of my job. <laughs> Putting people in a corner. <laughs> what have you learned at the end of this show? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Every time. Right. Who's slurping? Sorry, that was me. Microphone away from slurps, please. Yeah, sorry. It was... I didn't think I'd got to the last of my cola and okay. I had. So, my bad. Just another fun sound for me to learn to edit out. <laughs> this was your revenge, wasn't it? For me, <laughs> for me shaving you. You were just like, I'm going to make some noises. He's going to have to edit them out. Look... <laughs> Yeah, fine, you got me, and the only reason you didn't get a literal fart into the microphone is because I don't particularly want to put the microphone near my ass and then have to speak into it, so... <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. So, Grace... Okay, I apologise. Grace, which ship... What's, who is your OTP of the year? My OTP of the year is from the new Wednesday series, which is Wednesday's own sort of spin-off. Wednesday Adams, yeah. Wednesday Adams. Ooh. In which Wednesday Adams uh, gets kicked out of public school because she unleashes a load of piranhas into the swimming pool and it bites someone's testicle off. Ooh. And so she gets expelled, and they're like, fuck it, right, we'll send... The parents are like, sod it, we'll send her to counselling, and we'll send her to Nevermore, which is an outcast of school, where basically all sort of strange and kooky children go, and it's made up of vampires, werewolves, sirens, witches, you know, seers and things. Ooh. Okay. But, but what's funny is that she's weird even for them. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Just like an Adams. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she resents being there and she shares a room because it's a boarding school. She has a roommate Ooh. who is her polar opposite called Enid Sinclair and she is who I ship with. Is she I the sh- one I keep seeing Wednesday shipped around with? Like the blonde sort of happy... Yes. I will uh. send a picture in the chat. Okay. If it'll bloody let me, because the pen works a little bit different to the. Um, am I okay to get rid of Brady Mercury now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brady stays. He's the thumbnail for the episode. <laughs> oh, no. It's just one of them. The the longer I look at it, the funnier it gets. Brady stays. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Enid. I like this dynamic. Yeah. Just by Enid looking at is... them. <laughs> yes, it's sort of like colourful versus like no colour whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we all kind of know what sort of character Wednesday is uh, from previous films. Like, quite sinister in a way, quite dark and gloomy, um, quite to the point. 
has homicidal tendencies, you know, that's why we love her. I only really know her from memes, I must confess. I've never seen an Adams Family. What the fuck, man? Wow. Catch up. Okay. Yeah, sorry. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll like it, particularly the 1980s ones, which is my sort of personal yeah, favourite. That's peak is, uh, Adams Family, isn't it? Live it action. is. Yeah. Was it? It's not, uh, early 90s, is it? Early nineties, like, yeah, yeah. So late eighties, early nineties, yeah. Yeah, still classic. Either way, um, what was I saying? Yeah, Enid, complete opposite, bubbly, social. Um, uh, all right. So she's Enid Sinclair. She's a werewolf who hasn't had her first transformation yet. So she's got her own sort of um, um issues there. Werewolves being having quite a pack dynamic. She feels a bit left out, but she's gonna take her time with it. She'll it'll happen when it happens. But she's got a bit of beef with her mum about it, you know. Okay. Because she's trying to get her into, like, werewolf camps to try and force the transformation on her. But she's not going to do that. Oh. Yeah. It does sound like it's it's kind of implying there's some, like, there's some other to something else that happens in real life. Yeah, I it think... It isn't to do with werewolves, but um, it's not very clear what that is to me. Yeah, I don't think Enid's having a very good time, is she, with her parents? No, no, I think her dad is sort of silent but supportive of her, whatever she does. But um, it's the mum that's the, sort of the alpha of the group and quite leads everything, so it's a bit difficult uh, with her. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she, what she can do, I think, um, I don't know too much of her powers, but she can extend her claws at least all year round, so she has that. But yeah, uh, as for the, is there anything else you want to know or the context before uh. I start? I'd like you to repeat something you told us before we started recording. Um, oh, yeah. About how you've not actually been watching the show, you've just been reading the fix. No, I watched the show. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I misunderstood. I could have sworn you said you didn't enjoy it as much and you've been living through it through fix. No, what, no, what I said was is that because it the way the series is, it's very, very different to the Adams Family, like the, the sort of formula they've had for many years. So it's more of the series is more of like a a teen romance slash um, murder mystery, and so it's Wednesday trying to unravel the secrets of Nevermore and the history behind it, how her parents were linked into it, who's going around murdering people. There's a monster on the loose, kind of thing. Who's the monster? So it's a little scoop. It's a bit Scooby Doo, to be honest. But it... okay, I'm actually okay. more interested now. You've said it's a bit Scooby Doo. It's it's more serious though, which oh. is yeah. It, it kind of disappointed me at first, but the more I watched it, the more I kind of like put my. I treated it more as a fan fiction than a actual Adams Family movie, and that's, that's how I ended up enjoying it. I thought I just got the Adams Family bit out of my head, and then I went, okay, this is. A, a different way of presenting it, which was refreshing in its own okay. way, I guess. Okay. A bit like how Nick has to watch Dirt Gently. Yeah. With that mindset. Mm, yeah, okay. Because it's very good. Nick, you should watch Dirt Gently. I think I tried and I couldn't really get into it. Mm. And is it, if you can't, like, adjust what you know, like a book is or something when a film comes out, then you will probably struggle with this a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll go into Wednesday and really like it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might do. And then you'll watch The Adams Family, and then you'll be like, what is this like, shit? What? There's no murder mystery Where's my goth Yuri ship? <laughs> Where's the painful love triangle in the school? <laughs> okay, sorry, brief tangent, Greg. I don't want to detract from your, from your topic. Was anyone involved in a love triangle at high school? Are you asking us? 
Yeah. Or personally, or people we know. You know what, yeah, anyone you... I don't think there were love triangles at school. Yeah, there were love triangles at my school. Huh. I don't think I was involved in I can edit out any stuff. names, but Nick, <laughs> I don't think there were any love triangles in our school. Um, to be honest, I didn't really pay attention. Ah. Like, um, you'll... I, I, I don't want to play the fucking sympathy card, but love at high school was something that always mm. happened to other people. As we all know, yeah. women didn't want nice guys like us. They only wanted bad boys and less nice guys are left for last. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately no. for you, James, I'm going to have to debunk that theory because nice, ugly guys did actually get laid at my school. Oh, no, I was in Just the wrong yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, to be fair, but I'm nasty and ugly, so it's, I had nothing going for me. <laughs> we obviously didn't have nice enough fedoras, Jim. I I did need a better fedora. That was... <laughs> yeah. Uh... This is a joke, guys. That's <laughs> This is not a healthy way to live. Yeah, thanks to thanks for putting that disclaimer in. We Dis- weren't really like that at high school. <laughs> I've grown up and matured <laughs> and become a better person. Yeah, absolutely. And you can too. I already have. Well, I, I that's just a general thing. <laughs> he was talking to me. I, I was also t- Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm going to ignore him again. That was yeah, just okay. an out there for anyone who's going through any of the weird shit. You can be better. Oh. Yeah, high school's a difficult time for many people. Exactly. And just because you're not getting it in high school doesn't mean that you can't get it later. Exactly. But no, my point is, there are not nearly as many love triangles in real school life as there is in fiction. <laughs> it does seem Probably to be kind not. of the thing for, uh, yeah, for high school settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few, but um, in my school, there was one girl who couldn't make her mind up between two best friends, which didn't go down very well. Oh. No. Yeah, she went with both of them in the end, and then she moved on completely, and they both had a bit of a falling out with each other and they ended up being friends again. They were like, what's, what's, what's some girl between us bros? Aww. And they just sort of made up afterwards, thank fuck. That was Stormy in sixth form. Um, what else? Uh, I think there were quite a few people... I think quite a few girls just fancied one particular guy. So it was more like he had a harem going and he didn't realise. So oh. I actually had like a, a real-life anime protagonist at our school. I think he was just being too polite not to notice all the girls obviously oh, flirting with him. Um, he's married to a bloke now, so that oh, might good be for part him. of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. <laughs> That'd explain a lot. Okay. Yeah, sorry to derail. I was just sort of thinking out loud. There aren't that many love triangles in real life. Certainly not in school. No. I mean, the only love triangle I kind of see is in Wednesday is more... All the blokes seem to have like a kind of interest in Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Like, oh, okay. The main two being a guy called Tyler who doesn't go to the school, and um, Xavier who apparently Wednesday saved when he was young because he went and hid in his grandma's casket playing hide and seek, and she let him out before he got incinerated. What? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to watch this, aren't I? Yeah, I suppose it's it is the Adams family. That kind of thing's to be expected. Yeah, he just sort of tells her that, and he goes, "All oh, right, so that's how I know you." Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you've got uh, a fic here, yeah. I'm guessing. Huh? You've got a fic for us as well. Yes, it is all this context is leading into. I promise. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So, now we all know who Enid is and all that, we'll start. Okay. Okay. We start with Enid, just sitting, chilling, listening to music, doing a bit of homework in their room. Hang on, Grace, we've forgotten And suddenly, something. what? You haven't introduced the fic. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <coughs> this is called The Adamsation of Enid Sinclair. Adamsation. By... Yep. Okay. By white belt writer a summary not all adams are born some just get corrupted by being in close proximity which huh. i think makes perfect sense based on the films to be honest yeah i do like to think that um the adams are so accepting of uh, people who are sort of different from the norm um it doesn't matter whether you're a blood relative or not you could just like turn up be sufficiently weird and they're like oh yes it's it's cousin nick or yeah not even that but like a perfectly normal woman um, ended up marrying Thing, didn't he? Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Had loads of babies with him. Yeah. No, he was um, okay. Cousin It. Cousin yeah, It, cousin that's it, not it. Thing. Yeah, Thing's no, the Hand. No, Thing's the Hand, yeah. 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 yeah, He's in that. He's in the series, by the way. Hey, nice. He's literally the right-hand man uh-huh. in all the shenanigans. It's quite funny. It's funny how a hand can have so much fucking attitude and not say anything. Yeah. <laughs> sort of the grommet of this show. Right. So, now I've told everyone what the fake I'm reading is, I'll get back to it. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I can't promise I'll edit this to make us look competent. You know I believe you. Right. We start with Enid just sitting, chilling, listening to music, doing a bit of homework in the room. And so... suddenly something flashes in front of her face. And like a thunk sounded off to the, her right. She squeaked a little and she looked at the object. And she sort of looked at it long enough to clock that it was a fucking dagger. Oh. Before, <laughs> before turning to like look at the other side of the room like, What the fuck, Adams? <laughs> and, uh, turn that insidious noise down or the next one will leave you incapable of hearing any sound at all. Oh, that's very Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Is this why you picked Wednesday as your OTP? Because you have such a convincing impression of, like, the deadpan goth lady? Oh, wait, I relate to this character very often, because on the outside, I might as well have been at Wednesday Adams at school, because I could not... <laughs> I was very deadpan <laughs> in school. And you know what? I did wear my hair in two plaits at times with, a, with like, the curtain parting in the middle. <laughs> I can believe that. Uh, <laughs> Only beneath oh, that dear. Wednesday exterior, your music tastes are closer to Enid's. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I know oh. what Luna is. It's a K-pop group. They're very fluffy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. Although, Paint It Black on the Cello is a bop. I'm not going to lie. I've okay. not actually listened but... to any of them, I'll be honest. <laughs> I just know I know of them. Uh, either way, and then uh, Wednesday gets back to her typewriter, writing her sort of. She has this sort of self-insert um, fictional character called Viper, so. <laughs> who who happens to be almost like a carbon copy of Wednesday, who's got problems with a uh, not Morticia. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good writing advice to put a bit of yourself into your characters. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, um, their relationship at the beginning wasn't the best, mainly because of Wednesday's antagonistic attitude. She wasn't happy about going to Evermore, um, and she really didn't like Enid at first because they are polar opposites. You know, Enid is very colourful, loves rainbows, fluffy teddy bears, pop music, mm. and is very social and turns out to actually be a bit squeamish. All Wednesday is not. (laughs) (laughs) 
Either way, she goes, you couldn't start by asking. You had to skip straight to flying a deadly object. <laughs> all right, all right, jeez. She yelps as Wednesday's response was to raise yet another dagger in the air as like a warning. So I'm, I'm taking it down. Just I'm turning it down. Just ask first next time. I did it with words, Wednesday. <laughs> I know you know them. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. So I'd be... I want my dagger back. <laughs> So given the choice, I think I'd rather hear loud, um, presumably obnoxious music, than someone using a typewriter. Uh, yeah. Because typewriters are way more, because it's like, they're super loud, like, all the time. Yeah, this, this so, is it. I don't know where you're coming from, Wednesday. <laughs> Either way, Enid gets up, gets the dagger out the wall, about to pass it to Wednesday, and you go, you make a single fetch joke. And Wednesday closes her mouth and says nothing. <laughs> the second time this happens, Enid is just brushing her teeth before getting ready for school. A bit tired, you know, groggy. Something whistles past her and she looks up. And lo and behold, another knife has been launched at her inches from the top of her head. Oh. And Wednesday's just like, just wanted to help you wake up a little more. And she's like got toothpaste around her mouth. She's frothing, like rabid looking. And she's like, I'll show you awake. <laughs> Gets her claws out and fucking launches herself at her. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> Wednesday wound up covered in scratches. Enid gained a small notch in her earlobe that took forever to heal. Both were late to class and a new tradition was born. In which, Wednesday will pop out of nowhere with a knife and Enid will jod- uh, like dodge and retaliate. So, that's kind of wholesome. <laughs> Their love language is having a scrap. Yes, it's very Gomez and um, Festa. Yeah. yeah. Where Festa will just pop out for a sword fight. Which <laughs> <laughs> I try think is very sweet. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. So it be- Gomez is the kind of person who would absolutely destroy you in uh, sword fighting. But then at the end, when you're on the floor, he'd, he'd say something like, your form has improved immeasurably since last time, dear boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He'll physically put you down, but mentally pick yep, you up. Yeah, Bro- Bromes Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it becomes the talk of the school, like, who's going to be murdered first? All the werewolves are sort of, like, super impressed with Enid about time, like, being able to catch shit out of midair. That, <laughs> and, like, she can't transform because then she would just become too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite sweet, and, like, Enid's reflexes get better... Wednesday's aim gets better. Um, it also gets a lot more dangerous, but you know, shit happens. I mean, her well, aim seems pretty good as they, it is. Yeah, but they're doing well. They've not managed to hurt each other vitally yet, and so they start to become friendly rivals, and they're like impressing each other. The longer it goes on, ah, oh, so okay. funny. There's this uh, really good bit where they're having lunch with the other girls and. The other girls are like, Enid, are you okay, mate? You know, this isn't this isn't fucking normal. And Enid's like, I'm not losing to her. This ain't stopping. Don't fucking snitch on me or they'll stop it, you know? <laughs> As a dagger flies past and Enid just fucking somersaults into the air, catches it in her teeth. <laughs> like, and what follows afterwards is very funny. I, I think listeners should look it up. It's very, very good. Um, and it's the sort of thing I expected more in the series, and I hope season two has more of these shenanigans because they kind of missed. That. They had them in there, but like I'd have liked more yeah. of it. Chapter two of this fic is probably my favourite of the two, 
because not only is it very Adam's family, but it escalates to cyanide poisoning. <laughs> what that that's and, that is proper. That's Adam's what you family. liked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can always appreciate a bit of uh, plot relevant cyanide poisoning. And the author notes upon this kind of like unspoken law where if an Adams loves you, you default become immune to the various levels of kooky bullshit they do. Oh. Like it's the o- it's the only reason I can think Pugsley is still alive, you know what I mean? So I seem to remember from the the first nineties Adams family movie. Fester moves in and Morticia is absolutely horrified that he's brought I think it's cyanide with him. But only because uh, she is horrified that Fester thinks that they wouldn't have any cyanide of their own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wednesday takes a little bit in her coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could be completely full of shit here. I just want to double check. I've been told cyanide is a really slow poison. Okay. 30 minutes. There we go. Well, cool. I mean... That's, that's not slow, slow and painful. Yeah, but this says you should be dead in minutes. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Sorry, you should be dead in seconds, says the fic, but actually, cyanide takes half an hour. I mean, it depends how much you take. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe she likes like, her coffee very cyanide Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, if you're having a whole teaspoon, you're dead. If you're having, like, a little shot, 30 minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she's d- lumping it in like sugar, mate. That's so, a good like... point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely love... Uh, this and I'm kind of sad that there's only two chapters because I'd like to see more of it mm. but yeah I'm not going to go into the second chapter because I kind of want the audience to have a look and you know I feel like I've spoiled enough of the first chapter as it is so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah read the second chapter everyone it's lovely hang on so I just noticed thank you white belt writer for this utter delight is Wednesday's middle uh- name actually Friday <laughs> I don't know. Because there's a line here later on. Wednesday, Friday, Adams, have you been poisoning me this whole time? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must don't be that. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just saying that particular. You just did. No, that's, there's more to this than that wonderful line of dialogue. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. But... I suppose so. <laughs> I like, yeah, it was funny. She was like, um, Gomez, what's, um, what's Wednesday's middle name? Oh, Friday, after the day she was born. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed this. It's made me want to watch the series because mm. I am yeah, uh, a, big, a big fan of the '90s movies. So I'm a fan of magical high school settings, with the exception of Harry Potter, which is something we'll talk about <gasps> another day. But okay, this is you can't say that on a fiction. I can and I will <laughs> cancel me. <laughs> this is on Tumblr. Who you're gonna get fucking cancelled, mate? It's gonna be me and Nick running this. <laughs> It'd be awful because we're not going to edit it. We'll just post Push the raw. Neither of us can be <laughs> But this sounds like a good premise, and I'm. It sounds closer to Little Witch Academia than Harry Potter. <laughs> that that's that's all fine with me. I'll tell you what. Um, the principal Weems in it. I'm really sad of what essentially happened to her character. Hmm. Um, and I won't say why because you haven't watched it. But oh god, the actress is so gorgeous, and she's really tall. Who's, oh, it's 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 thingy from Game of Thrones, isn't it? Um, I can't remember her. What's name. the character yeah, again? Let me have a look. I'm reasonably confident it's who I'm thinking of, but Principal Weems. Weem. W e e m. Gwendolyn Christie. That's her from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling it was gonna be her because I know your type, Grace. Oh, tall, yeah. blonde, <laughs> statuesque. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's got the most fantastic legs. If you want to see her as a she buff lady very, knight, very... Game of Thrones is your thing. Okay. I'm happy of her enough as a principal, to be okay. honest. Also, her character is very good. She's a shapeshifter. And, like, she's got this... I don't know where I was going with that. She plays her part very well, and, like, she's got this kind of authoritative yet sinister kind of thing going on, but she turns out... Um, yeah, she cares a lot more than she lets on, and it's very sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like her. Hmm. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah, I quite liked a lot of the characters in that, come to think of it. Uh, I think one of them is the original Wednesday Adams from the... Yes. Well, I say the original, from the 90s movies. Yeah, Christina Yeah, Ritchie, yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's in it. Which is quite quite a nice sort of nod to, mm-hmm. to history. Yes. And one of my formative crushes, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah, she's playing Morticia. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea she was married to Douglas Adams. That was Not Douglas shock. Adams. Uh, what? No. You're what? talking about the actor Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Would, Douglas Doug- Adams and Michael That's a very Douglas different two person. very different people. Who has also been dead. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Adams has been dead for a while. <laughs> I, don't, I, I knew I was getting something wrong. Michael Douglas, the actor. It's because we're talking about the Adams family, and it's just like, oh, he's an Adams because he's married to Morticia. <laughs> Shit, what if Douglas Adams was uh, Adams with a double D? Oh, fuck's sake, I'm crossing the street. She's an Adams with a double now. D, if you catch my meaning. Uh-huh. Hey! Shut up. Shut up. Sorry, that was right there. I couldn't not. <laughs> oh, I'm setting myself up to be cancelled today. <laughs> You rotten, lecherous sod. <laughs> Fucking hell. So The Fick has convinced me to watch it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yes. So thank you, White Belt Writer. Grace, I'm surprised you haven't been recommending it up until now. You just This one just sort of came out of nowhere with you. Well, I did mention it before, but you were very um, distracted with other things. I, th- I can't remember what you and Nick were talking about when I brought it Oh, no, you last. mentioned it last week. I was just like... Normally when we watch things, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, check this out. And... It just sort of came out left field instead. Hmm. Uh, it's because it's very different to the OG stuff, so I was kind of under the assumption you probably wouldn't take to it very well. But you've never seen anything of the Adams Family before, so... I've no idea. Um, yeah, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> YOLO, mate, whatever. Well, add it to the pile <laughs> of things I need to watch. I haven't heard somebody say YOLO in such a long time. We should bring it back. I know, I feel like I should start doing it unironically just to show my age. <laughs> I mean, Grace, you are already an unironic Kesha fan. Uh, yeah, so well, you know. You may as well bring back YOLO. So, yeah, yeah I remember that it was usually shouted before said person shouting it would leap off an upstairs balcony onto a beer pong table. It was that or hold my beer mm-hmm. and do yeah, something stupid. Yeah, that's it. I quite like hold my beer. It was the pre-drinking age of mm. hold my beer. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, anything else we want to add? I just want the author to write another one. <laughs> uh, I want them to get on board with the writing team for season two. Because there is a season is. two. Because she's being she's finally been given a phone. And now she, there's an unknown number stalking her. And she's intrigued. Because obviously... Shit like this doesn't really phase Wednesday Adams the same way it would phase other people. Yeah, she knows that she's much smarter and crueler than any stalker that she may have. Yeah, I feel sorry yeah. for the stalker, to 100%. be honest. But, like, yeah, she's she's going to play, start playing mind games now, so she's going to okay, have fun so, at her new term. Quick I'm question. Sure. What is the deal with the Adams family? 
because I'll be honest, until today, I just thought they were all goths. But it seems like they're immune to poisons and things like that. Okay, they are weird, macabre, but their family is the most important bit, and they're not just goths, there's a, a supernatural element to all of it. So it's vague and undefined? Or... Yeah, basically. It's, ve- it's, it's comical. It's comical violence. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, ve- it's very Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> cool. In a way. And, uh, yeah, they're just, they're just weird and kooky and they're quite, they've just got to go at their own pace and they've got enough money not to work Mm. and all that shit and they just sort of go about their day looking up spells and contacting the mother-in-law through a crystal ball and shit. Yeah, but they they do have this sort of wholesome family dynamic, which was completely at odds to most of these American old money families, you know. Yeah, and what's funny, and like half the joke is, is that everyone else is normal, but they're yes. horrible. <laughs> okay. Right? And so it's like that complete contrast. The, the people you think are the villains are really nice, and then the people who look normal and should be the typical A heroes, like the blonde blue eye bullshit, want their money, they want to destroy their house with a bulldozer because they don't like the look of them and shit. <laughs> And like they and the Adams are just cool. They're just like, oh, we'll just invite them around for tea. These sound lovely. They're trying to destroy <laughs> us. I'm so, I'm so flattered that someone wants yeah. to kill me. <laughs> and they just take it on the chin, and it's just really funny. <laughs> okay, so they're goths. Effect- effective. They are magic. It's just yeah, a weird bunch goths. of goths. Okay, cool. That answers my question. Yeah, magic goths, but they're not actually uh, unhappy. They are happy in their. So goths are rarely unhappy, in my experience. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, bear in mind, this is like early 1900s mm-hmm. that this comic came out. Or I something. think it was when the 50s. Yeah, the I think 50s. so. Oh, that's a very oh, different right. time. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, goths, goths were probably considered satanic mm. at the time, weren't they? That was just not very normal, was it? <laughs> Welcome to yeah. the family, Jim. Uh, I've got to watch it first. Diddle-da-da. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, okay. No. I think I think we've gone overboard, and I've I've said everything nice. We about have the we have finished say. gushing about this fic and the Adams family. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right, nerds. In that case, it's time for me to talk about my cult. <laughs> oh God. Do tell us. Okay. So. After I finished the Yakuza games, I realised I really needed another massive JRPG series to really jump into. Okay. And, you know, another series that spans, like, nine games of continual story of hundreds of hours each game with, that's super engrossing and really in-depth world-building. So I got into the Trail series. Um, I'm four games in, currently. Hmm. And Grace has been along for the ride the entire time. And is probably sick of me talking about them yeah. by now. I don't get all the jokes, but I keep getting screenshots of anime characters talking to each other and finding treasure chests. The dialogue chests. is usually very funny. That's the highlight of this. It's okay. so well written. So, a bit of background. The Trails games. Um, I wanted to say fantasy setting, but it's not. It's a kind of a weird mismatch of fantasy technology eras. But everything's. This world seems to have agreed to just stop developing things as soon as we reach the coolest version of that thing. So, for example. Oh, so like round about 1995 in our own time zone. So, air travel is all blimps. 
Oh, but wow. All, <laughs> but all communication technology is flip phones. Right, okay. And all the... All the weaponry, it's a mishmash. Our main character, Estelle, she has a big stick that she hits people with. A um, lot of katanas about. But they've all got flip phones, and it's wonderful. And as far as I can tell, that's where <laughs> development just stops. We're like, no, we got flip phones. There is no need for further development of our technology. I... Flip phones and blimps. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quite like that uh, particular dynamic. It's the, the author's picked... Yeah. What he thought was coolest technologically. Yeah. And he was right. Years. He has yeah. excellent taste. All the computers are like nineteen sixties big server racks with like the spinning reels as well. Oh yes. So that's where computer technology stops. <laughs> but they also have the internet, so Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I've been reading a fic. I've so I've not actually finished all the games yet. I'm up to Trails from Zero, which is the fourth one. Mm-hmm. But I finished the Sky Arc, which is like the first three games. And I fell in love with all of the characters in them. Okay. And that's why I'm reading a fic called Trails in the Sky, The Beach Episode by Sky Writes. Sky Writes has written a lot in the Trails series, and I recommend everything that I've read of theirs, which is, oh, most, oh, okay. which is most of it. Unfortunately, the Trails series, it's not that popular. It's very niche for what they've done. It deserves a lot more love. If you're a fan of a JRPG, I recommend picking up the Trails in the Sky. Pick up the was- first one. Keep going. I was going to say, I don't think I've heard of it before. I uh, So I, mid-summer, I picked up Trails in the Sky, which is the first one, and oh, I want to say Atelier Ricer, I think. I picked them both up at the same time. I was like, oh, this one's cheap, this one's new and fancy. And the new and fancy one did not appeal to me at all, and I really liked uh, Trails, despite it being mid-2000s when it came okay. out. So it, it looks like arse, but it's a fantastic arse. Right, fair enough. It's like Yannette <laughs> Garcia, the video game. <laughs> so it's not back from like the early Tomb Raider days where the ass was just like two polygons. No, it's it's like mid. To th- it's kind of budgety. Okay, but uh, they've got they got about five yeah. polygons now. <laughs> I think it came out early PS3. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just have right. So here's my fic. This is Trails in the Sky, the beach episode. Nick, are you familiar with the term beach episode? Beach episode. Okay. Is it the episode in a sitcom where they go to the beach for some convoluted, contrived reason? Pretty much. Because that happened in The Office. It happens in a lot of anime. It's like, okay, we've got an extra episode, we've run out of story, what can we do with these characters? And also, we'd like an excuse to get all the ladies in a bikini. What do we do? How about (laughs) we send them to a beach and we do, like, fluffy fan service and just, you know... Don't reference the plot too hard, because so we can slot it in wherever we want. They're just having a day off in a place yeah. where they can, um, where they have an excuse to not wear very much. Exactly. I see. A lot of anime has this. Um, a lot of video yeah. games have it. It's either we're in the middle of fighting this overarching evil. Is it summer or winter? Because if it's winter, we go to a hot mm-hmm. spring to get uh, to wear nothing, and then if it's summer, we wear bikinis. <laughs> And then we go back to fighting the big bad. Right. So Charles from the Sky has multiple hot spring episodes throughout the first three games. <laughs> but there isn't a beach episode until now, because this fic has added it. Excellent. So, you'll notice this is quite a long one, seven chapters. I'm not going to talk about the whole thing. There's each chapter. This was written for a contest. A lot of these cover different ships. 
Uh, so I'm I'm gonna skim over a lot of them. That doesn't mean I'm not into those ships. It's just I'm focusing on the ships I like the most. Okay, I see. Aha, uh-huh. I see. So I'll start with the beginning, uh, with the brief setup. You'll notice there's art at the start. So I'll go through each of these characters. Um, the one with big tits there is Annalise. Uh, she is. She's sort of a minor character in the series overall. She's big on all things cute and fluffy. Okay. Um, she's she's got a few. I want to say Yuri coded is probably the right term for her. Yuri coded, right? Okay. Yuri coded, written to imply that she's into that sort of thing. Oh, as in she's into. Yeah, but it's not emails. specifically like laid out. It's just sort of. Okay, I had to double check what Yuri was. <laughs> oh, it's when two girls love each other very much. It's also like a name, like a Japanese name for a bloke. And a, a Russian name. And a Russian name. Um, our protagonist Estelle is the one behind her with the big pigtails. Uh, I'm going to find a picture of Estelle for you guys. That's the one thing I was missing out. Estelle is... I don't think we have a word for this yet, but we... Estelle is the female equivalent of a himbo. Okay. Like, what she lacks in brains, she makes up for in violence and just loudness. <laughs> and she's great. It, Big fan. She's tomboy. She is a tomboy. Yeah. yeah. And she likes to fish. <laughs> I've put a picture in the chat. From one of my favourite lines of dialogue from her, just yelling, I'll remind you I have a very large stick. (laughs) Excellent. Because, yeah, she's threatening that man with violence. So the guy with the gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's Oliver. (laughs) So, that's reminded me... Don't bring a gun to a stick, my (laughs) idiot. (laughs) That has reminded me of um, a little meme from the Fallout universe. Okay. And it's like a couple of raiders, and they're watching this fucking beefcake in power armor wander the wasteland. And they're sort of talking to themselves. They're saying, right, this guy, he's got power armor, he's got laser guns, he's got like... Let's rob him. What have we got? We've got a pointed stick. Right, let's fucking go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that for the Fallout NPCs. They're so confident. Estelle, it's like playing as a Fallout NPC. Oh, marvellous. But I'm guessing she wins a lot more than she loses. Oh, she absolutely does. Her dad is the strongest man on the planet, canonically. (laughs) Excellent. But today it's not about him, because... uh, He's not in a bikini on a beach. It's beach day. Um, Their country, Libel, has one day a year where the beaches are women only. Okay. It's girl-only beach day. And that's what we're here for. How convenient. Yeah. So we're there. The girls are getting together. Estelle is looking after the younger girl, Tita. Now, Tita is very cute and fluffy. Okay. Uh, let me... I have memes prepared. Oh. Just to summarize sort of the personality of Tita, because it is somewhat relevant to the story. She's she's 14. She is the cute and fluffy one of the team. Awaiting the meme. I know. I'm getting there. <laughs> Sometimes I forget where I file these things. This is one of the highest rated uh, memes on the Trails for the Sky subreddit. Okay. It's Estelle doing the whole, the world is a cruel and unjust place, there is no harmony, there is only suffering. And then minutes later, oh my god, teaser. <laughs> is that the effect that Tita has on most people? Then? Yes, it is. Yeah. And I have this one here as well. I'm super prepared today. You're ready to gush. I'm ready to gush. Uh, this episode is a flimsy excuse for me to talk about Trousers from the Sky. It, oh, we noticed. The seri- it blew me away. This is her mum talking about her. <laughs> Behold the most powerful force in the universe. Aww. And yeah, 
Erica Russell, Tita's mum, is one of my favourite characters in the series because mm. she takes no nonsense and she finds out that her daughter is being hit on by this older man and she plans to murder him, rightly so. Wow, okay. I'm sorry for anyone who ships uh, Tita and the redhead bloke whose name I can't remember. Is it Randy? That's It's not Randy Orlando, he's better. Uh, Randy Orlando. Randy Orlando is a real name from Trails from Zero. He is a separate character. <laughs> Randy Orlando is a fucking wrestler from the 70s. It is. He's. Uh, I'm really enjoying I, him, to be I honest. I hope one day my last name is Orlando and I have a child. Randy Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ruin his life. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Teaser is a force of cute and fluffiness in the world. That's mm. why in the picture at the top of this. Um, Annalise is sort of going all googly-eyed and obsessed and trying to... I don't know what she wants to do to Tisa. I'm just gonna... Okay. So the first chapter, it's setting up everyone. Um, a lot of minor characters here, so I'm gonna mostly skim over this. But I will go straight to the end, where a sinister shadow is uh, is cast upon this beautiful beach day as two people are watching from afar, describing this as a worthless beach party. Will attack when they least expect it. Oh, no. oh, I'm pretty sure they don't expect it now, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> She'll be a problem. We'll wait for them to be done. So yeah, there, there is plot to this. It's not just the beach. There is something sinister going on in the background. Okay. Chapter 2 is the best chapter. It's Josette and Estelle. I'm completely biased on this. So, Josette. Also a tomboy. She's a sky pirate. Okay. And Estelle and Josette's dynamic is that they are so, they're very similar, and they don't realize that about each other, so they hate each other's guts. Ah, uh, I see. Um, yeah, one of my favorite dynamics. I know you, that you two mm-hmm. are both a sucker for that dynamic. Yeah. So Estelle is constantly calling Josette a tomboy, but Estelle is a bug girl who really likes creepy crawlies and likes to hit things with massive sticks, and yet she's calling Josette a tomboy. <laughs> and Josette is constantly calling Estelle a bimbo, and it's they just they are so vicious to each other in the dialogue in the game. It's yeah. it's wonderful, and they're both sweet on the same boy. Okay, and oh, no. it's a great love triangle because poor Josette does not stand a chance because Estelle is the main character, and <laughs> it's I don't know I just find it very sweet watching them interact, mm. and then the boy comes over and they both try and win win him over, and yeah. I because of course sweet. they do. This is a, a JRPG, so... Exactly. So <laughs> apparently, the boy they simp over was going to be the main character for the Sky Trilogy, but okay. they realised Estelle is such a more interesting character that we should really just play as her instead. And hey, we did, nice. And it made for a better series overall, because Joshua's kind of bland. Yeah. But anyway, Estelle is taking Beach Day and deciding to go fishing. Estelle loves her fishing, because there's fishing in the game. Canonically, she is one of the best fishermen in the world. Like, she duels other fishermen and wins. So, even in other games, she is referenced as the greatest fisherman. Oh, wow, okay. So, so she's out fishing, she's looking after Tita while she goes swinging and such. And that's when she hears a voice from behind her. She hears someone go, you're so gross, you know that. And she recognises it's Josette, her rival. Yeah. Fucking Josette. <laughs> it's that bitch. So without even turning around, Estelle goes, I thought this was a girls-only party. And <laughs> calling out Josette. That's when she turns around notices Josette. 
she's in a bikini and a lot more feminine than Estelle expected. Oh, far this more is... feminine curves, a lot more frills, that sort of thing. This is where it starts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they they start insulting each other, and that's when Estelle r- realizes, "Hang on, you're here because you don't have any friends." Oh, because Jacet, tomboy, surrounded by boys, doesn't have any female friends. So Est- so Jacet's on her own today. Ah, uh, I see. So she's just come to bully Estelle. <laughs> That's kind of a dick move, really. But, yeah. yeah. And Estelle's like, all right, fine, you can join me. And she's like, oh, you make it look easy. I can probably fish better than you. So they have a fishing contest. I am guessing Estelle destroys Estelle Gisette. absolutely destroys Jacette. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacette has never fished before. She's a sky pirate. She isn't really near the sea, usually. Yeah. But yeah, Estelle lands a sea bass, and then she just keeps going. In ten minutes, she catches more than should be possible by human standards. From eels <laughs> to crabs, to glimmering ruby red fish, to... Seriously, this does not make sense. A massive blue marlin. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually then get to the greatest line I've seen in a while, for sure. This, this is up there with marathon ketchup sex for me. Um, there we go. How? Jacette screamed at the top of her, her lungs. Her fishing bobber was completely devoid of wiggles, whereas Estelle's wiggle power was unmatched by Poseidon himself. <laughs> wiggle power. <laughs> Estelle's wiggle, wiggle is unmatched power. by Poseidon himself. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Hades lately as well, and I just keep imagining him like doing a little wiggle. <laughs> like the mice of Poseidon's wiggle. It's all in the wiggle, bro. Yeah. I'm guessing that the wiggle is a game mechanic when you go fishing. I, yeah, kind <laughs> of. It's like the you're watching the fishing thing, Bob. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's never referred to as the wiggle, to my knowledge. But yeah, uh, in in fishing, you do give it, you do jerk it a little bit just to make it look like the bait's alive, mm-hmm. like catch the attention of the and fish, but not too much, or else it'll square it off and all that. Shit. Yeah. But, yeah, it is unmatched by Poseidon himself. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, Jacette's unimpressed. Actually, no, so she's angry about this. She's like... I do like how um, Estelle is cradling a marlin. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, don't listen to her shrill voice. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm was going cute. to put you back in the ocean so you don't have to listen to her anymore, okay? <laughs> They're so sassy to each other. <laughs> and in response, in Josette's rage, she goes, You know what? You're so good with fish. Why don't you join them? And she yeets Estelle into the sea. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, she climbs back into shore. They have a bit of a scrap. Josette ends up on top of Estelle. And they're like, oh, now I'm on top. This is this is where it happens, isn't it? Yes, it is. Josette <laughs> uh, sort of goes, what's the matter? Having trouble breathing? Do you need CPR? Estelle's right. yeah, right, you couldn't give me CPR. And Josette's like, wanna bet? <laughs> and I'll read this line verbatim. Yeah, Estelle gas. I dare you. I dare you. Do it right now. Do it right in front of. And then they just start smooching. Because, of course, it's, it's what they've been wanting to do ever since they started the day at the beach. I. I think they. I don't know. I think they do hate each other for sure. But it, it's a hate love. But are they kissing or is like one of them actually trying to blow air into the other one? No, they're smooching. They're Estelle's like, this isn't oh, how you do CPR. There's way too much tongue. <laughs> oh, right. And Estelle's like, yeah, fine. I don't care. Estelle's the one embarrassing 
herself with her bad CPR. This is fine. <laughs> it's not like I'm enjoying this anyway. Um, I really like um, the notes. I don't it's think just... that's CPR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's CPR at all. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, agreed, and that's fine. So, this was my favourite chapter. They are my OTP of the year. Estelle, Josette, seal of approval. Hey, nice. I want to see more of them out there. Yeah. So if you're an aspiring fic author and you want my everlasting attention, send me more Josette Estelle. You heard it here first, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Chapter three, I'll talk about very briefly. This is Leela and Maybell. Maybell is the mayor of, I believe it's the town of Ruan, and Leela is her maid. Oh, okay, so there's a whole... As far as I'm concerned, yeah. they are a canon romance. Right, okay. Because it is so heavily, like, indicated. Like, Achilles and Patroclus are less obvious than Leela and Maybell. So, <laughs> right, I see. Yeah. <laughs> This this pairing, perfect sense to me, seal of approval, 10 out of 10. Mm. Read the chapter yourselves in your own time. It's lovely, but doesn't add much to the story. And for the sake of time, I'm going to carry on. Okay. Chapter 4, Julia and Chloe. I think this, is the, this ship was probably going to be Grace's favourite in Trails in the Sky. Chloe is the princess of Liebel, Liebel and Julia is her buff lady knight, hey. who is her bodyguard. <laughs> and yeah personally i don't ship julia with chloe i ship julia with mula vanda but i completely get where you're coming from with julia and chloe sky writes it's fair good on you mm. but personally i'm not i see her with mula vanda who is he's the bodyguard of another kingdom's person and they just sort of bond over how annoying it is to be the bodyguard of royalty yeah it's it's quite nice that they've got something in common to talk about yeah as that's sometimes how these i ship them quite hard and i suspect the game writers do as well because that's pushed quite heavily in the third game Hmm. but i don't know who i ship chloe with so i'm I'm okay with this so they're playing beach volleyball together the gayest sport of all it's a beach episode (laughs) of course there's got to be exactly volleyball in it Definitely the most homoerotic sport of all. That's it. They played it in Top Gun. Yeah. And the gayest film of all. Yeah, now they're playing it here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Chloe thinks Julia's going easy on her, so she's trying to go, like, as serious as she can. Hmm. Um, eventually, Chloe gets distracted, and the ball just hits her right in the face, knocks her straight out. Oh, no. Um... Julia's like, no, princess, oh, I've been a fool. Oh, I'm sorry you've been hurt. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm going to have to take you away and like put a, give you like plasters and an ice pack and all this stuff. It's an excuse so, they so do. that... Um, they can get close. They can yeah. get close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. But during this, Julia sort of let slip, oh, I let my guard down because I was struggling so hard to keep up with you. And Chloe was like, oh, what? You weren't going easy on me? Hmm. She was like, no, that was really hard. And then... You know in anime when, like, the petals appear behind people and it goes, ah, romance. Yes. <laughs> That's sort of how I read a couple of these paragraphs. They just go, ah, romance. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Estelle comes along with both Annalise and Josette. Annalise and Josette are fighting. Because the thing about Annalise is she's always seen herself as Estelle's rival. Right, I see. But Josette wants to be Estelle's rival. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, they're fighting over who is a better rival. Oh no! Uh, and Estelle rival. is just sort of caught in the middle of people being like, "She's my rival. I called her first. 
oh, please. She was chasing after me and insulting me before she even knew you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I was just sort of stuck in the middle, just like, oh, please, stop it. <laughs> she had a cute girl on each arm, pulling angrily at each one, threatening to tear Estelle apart at the seams. You can both be my rivals. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you don't know anything about true rivalry. It's about respect and dignity. It's like, no, you idiot. Rivals are supposed to hate each other. <laughs> you're thinking of enemies, not rivals. Rivals care about each other. No, you're thinking of lovers, not rivals. Rivals fight each other. <laughs> that whole exchange is fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, just as later on, it's just like, Estelle, Estelle, fight me. No, Estelle, fight me. I'm a better fighter. She's too girly. You want to fight tomboys? <laughs> I, thought, I don't want to fight anyone. It's like, oh, you're tired? You need love and care. A kiss from your rival can fix that. <laughs> Go in for a kiss. It's like, no, you idiot. You need motivation filled with spite. You need a kiss that makes you angry. And then they both go in to kiss her at the same time. Oh, <sighs> what do you guys think a rival needs to be <laughs> between the two of them? I think there needs to be not hatred. It's more a dislike but a respect. You know. Yeah, I I think I agree, and that leads me to Josette being the better rival for Estelle. Fair enough. Because who who do you think of when you think of the ultimate rival? Because I think of Gary Oak. Yeah, Th- yeah, exactly. And Jos- Josette is definitely the Gary Oak of the Trails in the Sky series. Is he your rival? Then again, mm-hmm. did um, did Gary Oak actually hate your character? Or Ash Ketchum? I don't know. I don't He's think just it was kind a... of a jackass, really. Yeah, he 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 was. But he had the car. I think you've hit onto something there. Yeah. Did Gary Oak see Ash as his rival? I think he probably saw him as something with uh, as somebody who couldn't really measure up to him. Yeah. Because he was like just a kid, you know. So Mm. yeah. Ash wasn't really on Gary's level because Gary had like a car full of cheerleaders. Yeah, exactly. Ash just had a Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I've not really thought about that. Anyway, Julia and Chloe decide to help out Estelle and say, why don't you play us at volleyball to see who would be the best rival? Ah, okay. And, yeah, they both go for it. And yeah. Estelle's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and walks away. Excellent. So, chapter five is Reese and Reese Food. Now, I've put... Po- might be Rias. I have no idea how to pronounce her name. It's R-I-E-S. Okay. Reese Argent is kind of how I've been saying her full name. She is a nun. I've posted a picture of her in the chat. She does look like she loves her food. She loves her food. Yeah. She seems to have been cursed with a bottomless stomach. She just throws it all in. <laughs> Excellent. Constantly. Like, it's, it's nuts how much food. She, that's her main personality trait, to be fair. She kind of joined in the third game, and she was sort of a replacement for Estelle in terms of gameplay. And, okay. Yeah, that's sort of her jam. But she's great. I liked her. Would like to see more of her in future games. Hope she comes back. Yeah. So yeah, naturally, she's in. She's spending her time at the beach, at the buffet, eating food. <laughs> she has ordered one of everything. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, Especially you would. if it was included. And especially if you had that much cash. You'd just be like, yep, get us the food. <laughs> I'm going to skim through most of this, but it's just discussion of how delicious this food is. And I've not had dinner yet, so I don't really want to go over it again. <laughs> Fair enough. But I assure you it's top-notch writing. Reese has a... Re- I'm going to say it differently each time. She has a guest. Uh, 
after swallowing some shrimp, she realized there's a girl sat down next to her who just sort of plunks her head face down, just like, oh, just right into the bench. Like, no. <laughs> this girl uh, is Estelle. <laughs> She's having a bad time. We have all had days like that. I've never had a day where I'm being chased by two lovely ladies who both want to be my rival. Okay, no, but we've all had bad days. If anyone wants to be my rival and is a lovely lady, write in to the forecast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> I can't believe you're using the, uh, the show to try and get yourself out. I figured I'd throw that in, why not? <laughs> Always an excuse to get people to write in. Any, uh, any, any platform is a dating app. <laughs> If you any if you're brave enough. If yeah. you're brave enough, yes. <laughs> I've seen a lot of weirdos hit on people on LinkedIn, so you're not entirely wrong. Oh wow. Yeah. Who knew that work still counted on sexual favours? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So she turns to Estelle and she's like, Hey, what's wrong? Estelle's like, I'm just tired. <laughs> and Reese helps in the only way she knows how. Have some food. Have some food. I've got plenty here. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, hey. She goes, here, try my drink. And Estelle is sort of concerned. She's saying, like, no, I can't share this. Like, you're a nun. And Reese's like, what? It's fine. Afraid you'll catch nun germs? Nun germs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Estelle's like, no, I I wouldn't want to taint your drink with my sins. (laughs) And Reese is confused by that. She's like, well, what sins do you what sins do you think you have? And she sort of goes into it. There's a bit of confessionary moments here. Okay. All sort of weaved in between all the food talk. Yeah. And yeah. Reese offers to She asks, Oh, can Reese like forgive her of her sins? And she's like, No. But I, I can make you feel better. Like <laughs> I could convince you that it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> and Estelle's like, No, I have feelings for women. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. Idos loves her children. Idos is the god in this universe. Idios loves her children, homosexuality or not. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah. I've been loving too many women. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> it's like, ah, okay, I've got it. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But she just goes, no, it's okay. Like, God loves all her children. You just, It'll be fine. Enjoy the food. And Reese starts to fall for Estelle herself, to be honest. Like, there's some there's some ice cream, like, on her face, and she sort of goes in for a smooch. Oh, but that's a... She's a nun. She's not a uh, it's, uh, it's fine. She's not that... It was mostly yeah. for the ice cream. But Reese is like, ooh, ice cream tastes better with Estelle in the mix. I can't <laughs> let it go to waste. Who knew it would hurt? Who knew? It wouldn't hurt to share more of my dessert with her. Who knew that Estelle would be the perfect spice to my meal? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Estelle has corrupted a nun. <laughs> wow. Right, thank you for humouring me. We're at what is pretty much the final chapter. The villains I mentioned before, they take their opportunity to strike. Our main villain is Kanone. Uh, um, she shares a lot of the same genetic material with Jesse from Team Rocket, and I'll show you what I mean by that. Okay. I'm guessing pink hair, dramatic. Pretty much. But Hang on. Pink hair, dramatic, but incompetent. Like, not even the, the same art style as well. Okay. In the original game. Hang on. In my head, she is Jessie's cousin. If not her after retiring from 
Team Rocket. Yeah. And she gets her ass kicked quite often in the games. That's oh, her. shit. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Even in sort of fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can kind of see the, the Team Rocket influence there. Yeah. 100%. So she is now about to attack the beach to get revenge on all the women who have ruined her life thus far. She is standing atop a metal machine, scowl cut deep into her face. Oh, Ren is there too. Um, I won't go into too oh. much detail with Ren, because you should all go play the Trails games, and I don't want to spoil too much about her. Okay. All you need to know, evil little girl, Scythe, Scythe-wielding, has a giant robot. Right, I see. And they've both decided to attack. <laughs> so they ride in, and... Let me do it. Where are we? So she rides in on her robot. Women of Liberl, Kanone shouted. For far too long have you enjoyed your beach and your fun. <laughs> so ham. Estelle responds, ah, how dare you, Kanone. Oh, Ren's there too? That's right. It's an all-girl beach event. Of course I'd be here. Unless I'm not allowed, is that is? It's like, no, of course you're allowed. It's just, eh, didn't expect you to be here. <laughs> it has come to my attention of the women who are the truest strength of Liberl. If I were to get rid of you in one swoop, I'd be the last strong woman. Is this, is this her plan? Yeah, she wants to be the one strong woman in the country. Wow, okay. This time I'll succeed. I've got a strong weapon. I've got an even stronger weapon now, and I've got backup. <laughs> and yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> so they rode in on um Ren's giant robot and now Kanone is summoning hers. This mech was made from blueprints and weapon schematics from all over the world. Information I've been gathering from every country has been quite helpful when it comes to making the ultimate weapon. Look upon my work. That's oh right. God. With the help of all women from the remainder of the intelligence division. I've created the strongest woman in all of Liberl. The one to stamp out all other women. I call it... Petal Gear! Petal Gear! <laughs> Petal Gear! <laughs> and that's why I needed to cover this whole fic. I wanted to talk about Petal Gear as a pun. That's brilliant. That's... Fuck's sake. I'll tell you what, it was a long build-up, but the payoff was worth it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God's sake. I can already hear the tune in the background. <laughs> Pedal gear. <laughs> yeah, so... It's a giant mech. It's got flowers, and it's, it's wearing a string bikini. Oh, for fuck's sake, even the robot. It's a giant girl. robot wearing a string bikini. Now... Petal Gear is a beautiful there, woman, sorry. and she will outshine all other women in her destructive beauty. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and Estelle just kind of goes this is stupid <laughs> my food's getting cold for this <sighs> so they're all about to fight Renee sort of does her evil speech as well she's like I'm gonna kill all of you and Tita just sort of shows up and says hey do, do, do you want to come play because they're both sort of the same age yeah everyone's like okay <laughs> she, she, has, she has no real argument with that she's flustered by Tita's cuteness as well so the backup has immediately left. Ren is just doing her own thing now. She's like, you know what? Fine, I'll leave you my robot. So it's Kanone, her ro her robot, Petal Gear, and also Ren's robot, Patamata. I'm sorry if this gets confusing, but there you go. Ren fucks off to go do play in the swimming pool. 
uh, or the I, ocean. I just even. like how much convincing it took. Yeah, Tisa's great. She's like, hey, do you want to come play? <sighs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's quite wholesome. I approved of that. Mm. So they fight the robot at this point. Uh, there, there's fantastic sort of battle scenes as we go. Estelle gets her staff thrown to her, so she's going in full strength. They're kicking Padamata's ass. Eventually, they knock over uh, Ren's mech, Padamata. Yeah. And Petal Gear catches Padamata. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Something called Padamata. Who? What? How? In the massive bulky arms while injured and sparking. Petal Gear's massive and bulky arms while injured and sparking held Pazamata closely. It seemed to press Pazamata head into the mechanical bikini chest. What's going on? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Are the robots in love? What the hell? <laughs> this is cute. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like the author knows the assignment of like, they really the, the games. <laughs> Yeah. So you know how to write them. Like, <laughs> Everybody you know... gets paired up with somebody. You know how I mentioned like the anime cliche sort of petals behind them? But yeah. that's exactly what's happening with these robots right now. <laughs> so the giant robots have their Yuri moments and go off into the sunset. <laughs> and I've inadvertently explained the plot of Gundam Witcher Mercury at the same time. There you go. <laughs> Your other love. My, the other OTP of the year for me. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Kanona gets caught. She's There's another ship there going on with someone called Kilika. I didn't explain any of her, so I'm just going to skip all that for now. Point is, everyone gets some Yuri. Estelle looks off into the sunset and goes, this truly was the beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad how they're self-aware. Yeah. yeah. And then they all go play volleyball. Because of course they do. Yep. Uh, there is one more chapter after this. It focuses on uh, Tita and Ren. Not going to talk about it. It's a great chapter. I don't think either of you will really... Not that you won't get it, it just won't be as interesting because it relies a lot on knowing the characters and right, all of okay. their backstory. And I don't yeah, want to spend ten minutes explaining Ren. I want you guys to go play it. Oh, and fair enough. Learn, learn it yourself. But it's very good. Hmm. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, Skywrites. I had a blast with this. It was fun, and I can tell that you had fun. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. glad. Hmm. Uh, personal request, Skywrites, if you're listening to this. I'd like a sequel. Presumably Boys' Night is going on somewhere else at the same time this is happening. <laughs> and I think that would be quite fun. I, I'd like to think, because there's a lot of the male characters would hear about this and go, hang on, we need a Boys' Night while all the girls are away. And organise some kind of boys' night with all the male characters. And who knows, maybe something like this happens. It's up to you. Mm. I can tell you prefer writing Yuri, but I think that'd be funny as well. But yeah, that's my suggestion. Yeah, that was an introduction. That sure <laughs> was a beach episode. Yeah, it was a beach episode. <laughs> Everyone should go play Trails in the Sky. There you go. I dropped the mic, but it's attached to like this arm and... I wondered what that noise was. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not dropped the mic. Usually you'd hear like a ding or something um, like yeah, that. Yeah, if I even move it a little bit, it goes like... Oh, it's, it's okay here. Ah. There you go. I'm not dropping the mic. <laughs> Besides, mics are expensive. Exactly. So. Drops the mic, but that was a condenser. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, unless you guys have any questions or comments, 
We'll move on to Nick. I, I don't I don't know what to say. The the fucking robot pairing <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that really hit me as well. Me. Yeah. Fuck's sake. That was that was one of the most fun parts, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautifully mm-hmm. done. Like, credits to the Yeah, I realised I went a bit long there, but I realised I kind of had to talk about Battle Gear. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, Nick, you didn't do the assignment, so we don't have a theme for this whole episode. Shame on you. Well, well, you can but have... Tell us, tell us about your OTP for the year. You can have a platonic... Pairing. You can, yeah. Yeah, and I'll give you I, that. I have exactly. two. Okay. But to arrive at this particular fic, just to give you a little bit of background on uh, the main character, I need to take you back to the heady days of the early 1990s. Okay? Oh, God. Okay. And Tony Blair was in power. In the early we're, 1990s. We're still sad about Princess Diana. Yeah, yeah, that's... Flip phones. The early 1990s. That was oh, sorry, Blair. early 90s. Okay. Yeah. Tony Blair yeah, was not was... in power. There was a declining Conservative Party government that everyone was deeply upset with. Yep. There Pretty was. Much. Everyone was loving Princess Diana. Hmm. Star Trek was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jen. I'm saying the scene. The 90s. Get to the point. Everybody knows what the 90s were like. Grace doesn't. She wasn't there. <laughs> no, because I wasn't born in the early 90s. In the heady days of the early 1990s, in a town called Darlington, a group of people got together in a room, and one of them said, Hey, isn't it such a sad state of affairs that no Peppercorn A1 locomotives were preserved from the the Scrapman's torch? And instead of sort of like murmuring and saying, Yeah, it is very sad, some bright spark says, I know, we'll build one. And 20 years later, (laughs) number 60163, Tornado, rolled out of the works. A brand new standard gauge steam locomotive of the Peppercorn A1 class, bridging the gap between <laughs> the East Coast Main Line Crack Express engines. Crack Express engines? This brings us... Nick. <laughs> <laughs> crack Express engines. Crack as in really, really good. Oh. Not crack as in name. crack fix or just... crack rocks. You know what? It's really unsettling to see a website on top of a oh, steam crack. engine's uh, the plaque on the front. That's that's not right. It was even weirder. When it was outshopped for the first time, it was just <laughs> in, like, Primer Grey, and they'd put that website down the side of the tender where the British Railways lettering would go. That's, that's not right. Yeah, it looked really, I... really... I notoriously have no opinions on trains, and even I am upset by that. (laughs) It did look odd. Um, However, this brings me neatly to (laughs) the main character of A Bad Day by Red Riven Wright. So, imagine if you will. um, This is set in the Thomas the Tank Engine universe. It's a... uh, (laughs) It is the very You found a flying Scotsman fic. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So it is. It is set before the engines get uh, get moved to Sodor in uh, a four-part series called the Young Iron series. Red Riven writes is quite a prolific writer on these things. Of course, you know the score with Thomas the Tank Engine. All the engines have faces and personalities and things like that. So, without further ado, I will try and keep this brief. Here's fifteen thousand words. To be clear, did you no, write this? I did not. This seems a lot like a thing you would write. Absolutely not. Like, I have been 
This is laser targeted to my interests, but yeah. <laughs> so he merely commissioned them. That's why he's broke. <laughs> Congrats, Red, Red Riven writes. You have nailed Nick's niche before you need. Oh, it is wonderful. It took me back to my childhood, and I really kind of like the personalities that the author has imposed upon these steam engines, which we all know and love. Okay, so quick rundown of the characters. You have the main character, Tornado. Now, she is a bit unsure of herself, a little bit wet behind the ears because she's so new. Of course, she starts the starts the, the fic. A lot of the older engines bully her, say, oh, she's not a proper engine, it's just a replica, that sort of thing. Yeah, this is it. When, oh, of course, you know, oh. she was built in Darlington to the original, uh, the original designs of uh, the A1 Peppercorns, so that makes her really my book. Second of all, we've got the man himself... Everybody knows him, everybody loves him, the Flying Scotsman. Of course, arguably the most famous steam locomotive in the entire world. Got lots of fans and all that, and they all love him. But he's actually quite a kindly old engine as well. There is a little okay, bit Okay, can we wind of... back a second? Grace, who would you say is the most famous steam engine? What, in fictional worlds or, like, the real world? Just in general. I'm just curious if, if you'd agree that it's the Flying Scotsman, because I've heard of the Flying I've Scotsman. I've heard of the Flying Scotsman more but... as a ship, and so that's why I would say Mallard, but... Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see. Mallard, arguably the second most famous steam locomotive in the world. I'm not here to pick fights, mate. I like the Flying Scotsman as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. There is a... Um, a little bit of character development in the Flying Scotsman's story arc. Uh, even after Overhaul, he suffers from quite a lot of breakdowns, so he's got this kind of crisis going on where he's thinking to himself, maybe I'm getting too old to pull rail tours. You know, maybe Tornado was built I'm to replace me. I'm getting too me, old for this thing. shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's hit middle age. Yeah, that's it. He's all around uh, a kind old soul. He wants to, wants to see Tornado do well, which is quite Aww. nice. Of course, his best friend is, and I, I really, really like this. This is one of my platonic OTPs, City of Truro, uh, which is a great Western engine. Now, it's quite nice they put these two together because, of course, it was widely disputed which engine reached 100 mile an hour first. Oh, okay. Was it City mm-hmm. of Truro way back when? Or was it the Flying Scotsman? Of course, being an LNER fanboy, I think it's the Flying Scotsman. But it's quite nice to see that these two have sort of settled the differences. They've become firm friends. They sort of rib on each oh, other rivals. a little bit, but they're here for each other. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It. I th- I think they should have been rivals to lovers. <laughs> this, I'll be honest. That I could think... have fit the th- that could have been the theme of this episode because we've all covered those. Yeah, well, this is it. I think they were at one point, but now they've realised well. It's preservation, speed records, they don't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Those assholes in Japan have us beat anyway. Well, that's it, yeah. We may as well just sort of settle down and uh, enjoy each other's company, and I think they're a little bit... Two trains running side by side. Yeah, oh, that's God. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to link in the show notes a clip of the video game Battle Construction Vehicles, and yeah, there's a montage in that of... <laughs> romance and one of it is two trains side by side excellent (laughs) so yeah it's not quite a romance Uh, they do care for each other deeply like the best friends there's a little bit of sort of statler and waldorf in there as well because they they like to rip upon each other they're the sassy elderly homosexuals 
Oh. Oh, this is this is an episode of Vicious. I love it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's what I was going to suggest. They have got a little bit of sort of that dynamic going on, which I quite like. As you'll see as we go through the very speedy whistle stop tour, hey, of the plot, which this... I'm going to do for you. I do notice this is the longest Vic you've ever brought to the show. Are you surprised? By a significant... Like, normally you go for, like, a thousand or under words. Yeah. This is 15,000, and you also did it in half the time that we normally have <laughs> for uh, for our readings. I just wanted isn't, to mention that. Isn't it showing, funny isn't what enthusiasm it? can do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, now we come to Tangmere. Actually a, a character in Thomas the Tank Engine, only uh, Tangmere in that is known as Rebecca the powerful bullied spam can that uh, that you see before you now uh the muscle girl waifu you what the muscle girl waifu of the thomas the tank engine setting yeah sort uh, she's like um the older woman who sort of found her place in life she's quite happy she she does get ribbed by the other engines not to the extent the tornado (laughs) does but um because of you know how sort of weird her boiler looks okay uh it's not really keeping with uh, how maybe like a castle looks. It, it d- does look different. But she doesn't care. She's quite happy doing her own thing. And uh, she makes quite a good foil to uh, to Tornado, sort of taking her under her wing and being the friend that Tornado really needs, mm. so, which is quite nice to see. Then we have the villain of the piece. And as an <laughs> LNER fanboy, this hurts a little bit. Is okay. LNER Yeah, it's Green Arrow. Oh, oh shit. Now, Green Arrow starts out as Tornado's friend, but he's a little bit sort of catty, a little bit uh, manipulative. Um, He absolutely doesn't like the Flying Scotsman because in the fic, as in real life, Flying Scotsman stole his overhaul. And the National Railway Museum keeps pouring money into Flying Scotsman. They won't repair Green Arrow. And to a lot of enthusiasts' disdain, because... Believe it or not, there are some rail enthusiasts out there who do not like the Flying Scotsman mm. because they think it's taking away money from uh, other engines which could be overhauled to run on the main line. And that's that why Green sense. Arrow doesn't like Scotsman. Oh, okay. Okay. So he... I just realised that you're going to have a heartbreaking moment next year when we cover the Arrowverse and you realise that DC Comics' Green Arrow is a completely different character. <laughs> Oddly enough, I did have to specify that I wanted pictures of Green Arrow the locomotive when I was looking for pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, minor characters now. Uh, I will mention this one because this uh, is another antagonist. This is Cluncastle, typical western locomotive, very self-important, very mean to Tornado um, because Cluncastle believes that she's got better history and heritage being the last of her class to be preserved even though She's just a Western engine, and as we all know, Western engines just look the same. So when you've seen a star, you've seen a castle. If this was an anime, she'd have the twin drill top hair, by the sounds of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's properly catty, proper... It comes out of steam at the top of her head. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, quite nasty comments. So for the listener's benefit, Nick does have a PowerPoint. Yeah, he's showing us pictures of trains and giving us these personalities, and we're just looking at these trains like, oh, yeah, that one looks like a bitch. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, he looks like a I don't really want to fill the show notes with all of these pictures, so I'm just going to have to ask everyone to Google these trains in their own time. 
Yeah. Sorry, Nick, I know you put a lot of work into this PowerPoint, but... That's fine. I'm trying to... fit in the show notes. I'm trying to give you an idea of this. This is the most excited I have ever been about anything on this show. <laughs> so... Wow! I, I am taking it to my Nick, full advantage. apologize to every author we've covered. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, you may have to cut that out. Okay, you like, you like all of our fix, but not as much as trains. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. I can so, respect that. Um, okay, and lastly, Bronton makes a brief appearance. Okay, so if Bronton was a person, uh, he would be wearing, like, a very, very loud suit jacket, be speaking in an American accent. He's brash, loud, noisy, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I quite like that, because that's Bronton all over, really. So, now... I can't um, help but feel this is going to end in us writing, collaborating on a train dazing sim. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm up for it. Choo-choo boyfriend? Yes. Uh, okay, so we will do a brief uh, a brief summary of the plot. I, I was going to uh, say there is a fic here, right? Yeah, I haven't just. <laughs> you just showed up to talk, to talk about, about trains. That'd be something like right end of the show. I didn't even read it. I just want to talk about trains. Bye. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we'll get to the plot. I understand that we are a little bit pressed for time. I will try and summarize it the best I can. Oh, it's fine. That just cracked me up. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we join our girl tornado. Um, she's hiding behind the station from Clun Castle because Clun Castle wants to be catty at her, of course. After I'm sorry, I'm just imagining this train in like the anime school trope style with like toast in her mouth, running late for school, like choo choo, just with the toast. Yeah, that's kind of how oh, she's fantastic. written until later. So there is character development, which is which is pretty nice to see. So, uh, Clun Castle's bullying Tornado. She wants to cry, but she holds firm. You know, didn't want to cry in front of Clun Castle and, and let her know she's won. Uh, thankfully, Clun Castle goes away, and uh, Tornado's engineer, uh, a woman called Olivia, she's saying, Sorry, I don't drive obnoxious trash as Clun Castle um, drives up the line, comforting Tornado. The day goes on, and Tornado gets abuse from more engines until eventually she's. Uh, Uncoupled from the last train of the day, she sets off up the line. She's so angry that she doesn't realise that she's ran a red signal. Oh. Of course, a, a big no-no in the, mm-hmm. um, in the railway world. And her engineer shouts, stop, and then she hears a voice. What do you think you're doing? Can't you read signals, you absent-minded engine? It turns out this is the Flying Scotsman. And oh, what a bastard. Tornado, having had such a bad day, turns round, lays into... The Flying Scotsman. There's a fantastic line. Maybe if you big engines stop bullying and harassing me, I wouldn't be so absent-minded. And this goes on and on and on. And anyway, Scotsman is just silent. And eventually he he sort of collects himself and says, I'm sorry that you've had a dreadful day, but that doesn't excuse the fact that you almost caused a serious accident. Mm. And of course, Tornado is having none of this. And then the other green engine seemed to recognise her. Oh, you're the new peppercorn. Hello, I apologise for not recognising you. My eyesight isn't what it once was. I thought you were a coronation. I'm the Flying Scotsman. And Tornado realises that she's fucked up. But instead of apologising, she doubles down. I don't care about you, you overhyped galloping sausage. (laughs) Overhyped galloping sausage is such a good line. (laughs) It is. Some of your fans insulted me and made me feel even worse. Now do me a favour and get out of my way so I can go back to my shed and never come out. He's silent. Tornado runs back to her shed, uh, where we find her in Chapter 2. But there is this little bit of banter between uh, 
City of Truro and Scotsman, which I'd like to uh, highlight. Okay. Well, if it isn't the Flying Scooter... <laughs> if you're doing the Flying Scotsman, it needs a Scottish accent. Actually, it doesn't, because the Flying Scotsman was built in Doncaster. Yeah, I don't care. To it's a called... Doncaster accent. <laughs> I, had a feel... I had a feeling that would be the case, but... It feels wrong not to have the Flying Scotsman at least be voiced by Sean Connery. I honestly can't do a Scottish accent, oh, as you know. Let's, let's not, because <laughs> I reckon it'll upset all the train fans and go, oh, you're the maiden Doncaster, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, that would upset me Fine. if I was into trains. I'd be like, that's just because he's just called that. He's just called the Flying Scotsman. It's like, don't do it. <laughs> Fine, you've got me. I'm a fake train fan. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> Do you even train, bro? <laughs> I I used to. I bet he goes on those modern ones. I d- yes, I do, Grace. <laughs> I, d- I don't have a car yet. I go on trains quite often. <laughs> Wouldn't admit that if I were you. Fucking hell. Uh, embarrassing. <laughs> you, you go on modern trains? Jesus. One day I plan to go on Japan's uh, maglev. You and I'll take photos of that. Mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I... I know I've told Nick this story. I don't think I've told it on the podcast. My first ever fight was at York Rail Museum. Yeah, you have told me this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and this other kid both wanted to be the driver on their Thomas the Tank Engine ride, and neither of us were willing to back down. Did you win? We were both like three. Uh, I have a scar, but just below my eye, where he tried to gouge my eye out. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. It was time for Thomas to leave. But yeah, first ever brawl over Thomas the Tang Engine. Nice. Apparently I bit the kid hard enough that he drew blood, so that's a win. Fuck's sake. He did try to gouge your eye out, so... Yeah. Exactly. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think you tried He's to kill bite him first. I gave as good as I got. <laughs> yep. Kid, if you're out there, fuck you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if someone wrote in and was like, I was three and I fought a kid at the York Realm Museum over Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay, so do you Sorry, know what? Yeah. I I think we need to contact the uh, the NRM and book their great hall for a rematch. Oh, yeah. no, what if he's Hench? That's your problem, he's your rival. <laughs> it's... I can just see you there, fucking stood atop the cab of Sterling Single Number One, shirtless. <laughs> He's across the room, stood on the fucking Chinese Mikado they've got there. Oh, God. I mean, do you know what trains they have outdoors so we can do it shirtless outdoors in the rain? Um, not many, honestly. As all rivalries should be resolved. Yes. Well, we'll. Um, I tell you what, we'll do the next best thing. We'll set the fire alarm off. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sprinklers. <laughs> Sweet. I think we need to go back to your fic, Nick. Okay, sorry, carry on. Yeah, we do have a lot of ground to cover. Okay, so City of Truro tries a little bit of banter with Scotsman. Scotsman's not particularly in the mood. He was He's normally a sort of a talkative engine. He usually has comebacks for every tease, but he was oddly quiet. And it, it turns out he's thinking about the new locomotive Tornado. You know, he's a little bit worried for her. Luckily, he hasn't taken any of the the things that she said to heart, and she, he kind of realised that she, she had been having a bad day. So Truro's quite shocked because he didn't think the bullying was that bad. He knew it was going on, but yeah, he's sort of quite shocked. So Truro suggests, look, if you take her under your wing, she perhaps get less harassment. She needs someone to teach her the ways of the railway and stuff like that. After all, she's quite new, you know. And there's this 
little bit of doubt that Scotsman now has in his abilities. It turns out that he sat side by side uh, with Tornado for a time in the works while she was being built. And it's been almost a year, but he broke down last week and then he's sort of thinking to himself, well, maybe Tornado's meant to replace me. Is, is my time finally up? Am I finally going to, to the museum? Oh. Or, God forbid, the scrapyard? So, yeah, maybe the writing really was on the wall for him. It wouldn't hurt to befriend the young engine, especially when she clearly needed a guide to help her. The poor thing was getting the worst harassment he'd heard of. And so, with the A1 and the Gresley A3 being uh, cousins, he sort of thinks it'll be quite nice to have another one of his class behind as a friend now because there's no A3s left. Well, I tell a lie, there's one A3 left and that's Gordon on the island of Sodor, flying Scotsman's brother. So, there we go. Okay, so, back to Tornado. She is hiding in a shed and eventually her engineer manages to coax her out with the promise of a washdown and then there's a meeting between Green Arrow and Flying Scotsman This is when Green Arrow ends up being quite sneaky. He tells Flying Scotsman that she doesn't want to see you, she's scared of you and all the other engines for making fun of her. Scotsman's a bit taken aback. Yeah, I kind of of understand, but I didn't mean to upset her. And my fans were cruel to her, I was just coming to say sorry. Arrow's snapping angrily. Leave Tornado alone, you overhyped engine. And pulls away without another word. A lot of drama, isn't there? It is. It's very catty in the world of trains. I don't know if that's true of the actual world of trains, but... It's just Green Arrow, because, like, immediately afterwards, he goes to Tornado and says that the Flying Scotsman had just turned up to bully her. Oh, what? So, yeah. Absolutely. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay, you've got me. I told him to go away and he did, so... Like, it's just a train and I'm just like, what? If I ever see you in person, mate... (laughs) (laughs) So we can't start take Grace to the railway museum. <laughs> no. Ab- She's going to start a scrap with a train. <laughs> Absolutely not. Green Arrow resides in Locomotion in Shildon. Oh, now I know where the coward lives. <laughs> he's, he's just Grace, you can't fight air. a train. I can, I can take him. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, okay, so the new director of the museum is a man called Kane, and it turns out that he's a lot worse than the old director. He's more about working the engines their hardest to make money, Oh, God, one of these cocks. Okay. The the Scotsman's complaining about a hot bearing, doing the responsible thing. Look, I don't think I should pull this train. It could lead to a serious accident. And Kane's just like, stop making excuses. I want you out there. Rain or shine, whatever. Failure be damned. Oh, God. But anyway, Scotsman hatches a plan. He is pretty confident that one of his axle boxes is going to fail on this trip so what he says is if i have to be replaced i want tornado to take my train Mm -hmm. and and this is relayed to tornado of course she's quite shocked because of what green arrow has told her about scotsman why would he want me to take his train if he hates me so much truro goes and and actually sees tornado and says there's been some sort of misunderstanding comes tornado says i'm city of truro a very close friend of the flying scotsman I'm worried about him, so I wanted to let you know what's happening today, why you're on standby for him. He's a stubborn engine, he'll do anything for his passengers, even if it means breaking himself in the process. This run today, he shouldn't be doing it, and so he personally asked you to cover him, should anything happen to him. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Thank you for hitting mute. I can't, I always find that funny, just like, and then it all goes... Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Nick. It is funnier with it just disappearing halfway. Yeah, sorry about that, talking's hard it's sometimes. Oh, I know, right? 
Uh, okay, this is where it comes out that Green Arrow's been a bit of a bitch. City of Truro is less than pleased with him. He's always spreading lies about others. He tries to turn myself and Scotsman against each other. Oh, that is catty. Yeah, that's it. Tornado is mumbling, but he's my friend. Please don't take this the wrong way, Miss Tornado, but I think Green Arrow isn't exactly your friend if he's trying to drive you away from other engines, which is fair enough. That's classic abuser Hmm. behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the Scotsman is thundering down the line and he can feel this axle box getting hotter and hotter and hotter the bearings are feeling loose and unstable and his driver slows down to try and uh, prevent a major disaster but then there's a sudden click in his wheel something gives and finally the axle box is toast Mm. so scotsman is out of the running in some quite considerable pain feel a bit sorry for him so uh yeah sadly scotsman's out of the running in some quite considerable pain he gets shunted onto the breakdown train onto a flatbed. Bronton turns up, being his abrasive loud self. Tornado will take the train, you can take me to the work, Scotsman said. And Bronton's a bit annoyed. Oh, am I not good enough to take your train? You are, but you'll annoy my passengers. <laughs> Tornado's not as abrasive as loud as me. Yeah, okay, I get it. No need to be a dick. Hello, Tornado! <laughs> <laughs> I never expected trains to be so catty. Well, um... I don't think Bronton's catty. I just think he's a product of a different time. I see. He sort of introduces himself. It's the young iron. Hello. Pretty young thing, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, Scotsman says, ignore him. He's a loud idiot. (laughs) So the uh, the train gets uh, handed over to Tornado. Scotsman says, just do your best. She replies, yeah, I'll do my best, sir. And um, she steams off with a train. Turns out she does really well. She's a worthy replacement for Scotsman, which is detailed in Chapter 4. But I think that's where I'm going to leave it, because I do implore you to go and read the rest of this yourself. I am kind of tempted. Yeah, there's a rather lovely scene where uh, they have to go rescue Scotsman. He's trapped in a blizzard. Uh, It turns out that, oh, first of all, you've got um, the scenes where Tornado meets Tangmere and finally finds her sort of foil and her confidence. She shuts Green Arrow down, puts him in his place, which is quite nice to see. Yeah. <laughs> they rescue Scotsman, which is who's trapped in a blizzard, and finally Tornado gets apprenticed to Scotsman, be working with him on uh, some of his trains. Nick, are you aware this is only one in four series? Yeah, I haven't read any of the others. It's also but... the shortest one. The others are 50,000 each, and then 150 in the thrilling conclusion. I know, I've been looking at them. I do want to read more into this universe because the way it's written, it is a little bit like a Thomas the Tank Engine episode, but with some more adult themes worked into it. You know what, this would actually make a good movie. Like Mm. a Thomas the Tank Engine movie, but for like grown-ups who were raised on Thomas the Tank. Yeah, I I just kind of like it because it retains that sort of purity and innocence. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say, is this the gritty reboot of Thomas the Tank Engine (laughs) that Grace has been clamouring for? It may be. Like an MCU style, like <laughs> I, funky, I lots of CGI. I like have written the Scotsman. I have warmed up to him. Oh, she thinks I hate her, and do you know? I don't know anyone brought on a raise and whatever. Except for Mallard, but that doesn't count. No one likes him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, hey now. Hang on. Oh, yeah, is is Scotsman the Mallory himself, Archer? <laughs> I will not tolerate any A4 bashing in this group. <laughs> I like Mallard. <laughs> this is the thing. It just. It retained a wonderful sort of purity and innocence, but with some some sort of darker themes, like Scotsman wondering if his if his time is up, mm-hmm. um, how to deal with bullying, that sort of thing. It's um, it was just a, a really wonderful, refreshing read, and um, 
it being about trains would be makes it all the more better. Mm-hmm. Nick, I don't want to spoil this for you too much, but the fourth one in this series, A Golden Soul, is the only fic on AO3 with the tag Sir Nigel Gresley. I know. How do you think I found this? <laughs> of course it fucking is. purposely look up Sir Nigel Gresley? Yeah. I don't even know who the fuck he is. I just know you talk about him a lot. And I just so- noticed that as I go, oh, that's the guy Nick likes. <laughs> of course it's this. <laughs> And it's Sir the Ni- one work in, and that's how you found Christ. <laughs> okay. Sir Nigel Gresley um, was the chief mechanical engineer of the London and North Eastern Railway. He designed the A3, which is Flying Scotsman. Uh, he also designed the A4, which is Mallard. So, first locomotive to hit 100 mile an hour, and fastest steam locomotive in the world. Yeah, he's got a lot to be worth talking about. And yeah. he's only got one fic about him. Um, well, actually, it might be the locomotive that was named after him. Uh, which was, I guess you'll have to find out and tell us. Yeah, which is an A4. By far, my favourite steam locomotive in the entire world. I'd like for next year for you to... If you can't find it, I want you to write it, but we need Gresley Brunel explicit erotica. No! <laughs> what? For the next time I let you pick a fic, or bring something about trains... I want it to. That's what I want it to be. It has to have Grizzly and Brunel and, and Primal. Just pounding it out. Fucking Both of them. <laughs> it can be about who era. can build something bigger. Mm-hmm. Fashion. It would have to. Okay, so. A uh, little bit of history lesson here. Okay. Brunel wasn't very good at designing locomotives, but he was very good at designing everything else. To okay. do with them. So railways, bridges, tunnels, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So Brunel would be the bottom, is what <laughs> you're saying. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Nigel Gresley, very good at designing locomotives. However, I think it would be better if his love rival was William Stanier of the LMS. Because, of course, before World War Two, the LNER and the LMS got involved in breaking speed records. Okay. So, yeah, if you're going to do it, you do it right. Nick, you have until next year (laughs) to write that. So, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this. I think it would have worked just as well if the main characters weren't trains. Yeah, that's the impression I was getting as well. Yeah, which is quite nice. I don't just like this because of the steam engines, although that is a a big factor. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it was Came just, for the uh, trains, stayed for, I guess, the sports underdog drama. That's kind of what I. That's the vibe I'm getting from it so far. Yeah, yeah, basically, it, it's sort of coming of age, that sort of thing. There's a little bit of sort of angst about the Flying Scotsman's future part in uh, in the railway. Maybe he is too old for this. I'm sure that a few of us have had that sort of thought. But yeah, I really liked it. It was really refreshing and uh, a nice way to end my year. I think. Yeah, I mean, you've still got several days left of the year. Well, yeah, but we're nearly there. I get what you mean. I didn't think I'd be interested in a fic about trains, but I am actually kind of invested in, like, train drama now. (laughs) 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 I'm just like, what's Green Arrow going to do next? The slag. I hope Tornado is okay. I want to see more of the Flying Scots. (laughs) Oh, Tornado will be fine. Of course, she meets Tangmere, who's like this sort of older engine who's got her shit together and is really happy with where she is in life. She's not on the main line as often as she likes, but she'll sort of take what she can get. Mm. 
And yeah, she meets Tornado, takes her under her wing. And, uh, yeah, they become firm friends. Oh, nice. And I just like the dynamic of the unsure rookie being showed the way by the tough, happy, experienced older I, person. Yeah. I know. like the mental image I have right now of taking Grace to the York Rail Museum. And her just looking at all the trains, be like, "Oh, that's the bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and... That is exactly what I do. I'll be like, "Oh, I liked you. You had a good personality and shit like that." Mm-hmm. And people are gonna be looking, looking at me like, "What the fuck?" Now, this was my OCP right here, <laughs> just pointing to Twitter. <laughs> if you read this, I think I think the next time the Flying Scotsman comes through, I think you'll want to go and you'll just want to pat him on the side and say, "You are good enough. It's not the end of the road yet. Don't worry." <laughs> We'll see. I mean, and then you'll probably want to drive to Shildon and kick Green Arrow in the nuts. <laughs> nuts and bolts. I was gonna say, do trains have nuts? Yeah. I know trucks do, but nuts and bolts, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mostly rivets, though. Kick him in the rivets. <laughs> yes. That suits me. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Red Ribbon Rights, uh, from one rail fan to another. Loved what you did with the locomotives that we all know and love. Loving what you're doing with the Thomas Tank engine as well. So, uh, yeah, it's all good. And, yeah, hope to see you at a Steam Gala someday. <laughs> I do want to go. I to swear this. down, if this podcast's first meetup is at a fucking Steam Gala, <laughs> then it would be fantastic because we all get to look at cool steam trains. <laughs> It'd just be so, like, <laughs> I don't know. There have been worse conventions. <laughs> no, that's true. So, um, I know how that would go. I would be frothing, uh, frothing at the mouth. I'd be eye-rolling. Grace would have... Yeah, Grace would have cautious enthusiasm. Jim, you'd be sat in the bar, utterly disinterested. <laughs> Are there bars at Steam Galas? Uh, yeah, there's bars at Steam Galas. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe we'll do one. <laughs> Alright, maybe we'll go with those drinks. <laughs> we can expense it. Huh. Yes, on our non-existent expense account. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that cracked me up. Like I always imagined if we ever did a meet-up as like, the podcast with our podcast fans. Being a fanfic show, I always imagined it being at a bar or a cafe or something hip. Or a convention. Not, or a convention. Yeah. But not a Steam girl. <laughs> I'm well up for that. I know. Steam or diesel, I don't care. As long as I get to spend the entire day window hanging, I'm fine. <laughs> That would be fun though. We all go sit on a like a train carriage. It's like, oh, if I do like the do the Neen River Valley or something, that'd be cool. Oh yeah, I, I want to do the Neen Valley. Um, in fact, they've got I can't remember the exact name of it, but they've got a Battle of Britain class which is similar to Tangmere. Oh, cool. I can hear James drifting. I away. don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at D and D maps on my phone. I'm not gonna lie. Fair enough. So, what have we learned today? A lot about trains. Without using the... <laughs> aside from trains, what have we learned today? <laughs> Robots need beach episodes too. They, they sure do. They do, yeah. That was a good turn up. Mm-hmm. Green Arrow's a bitch. <laughs> Green Arrow is a bitch. I mean, uh. I have learned that Green Arrow is a bitch, yes, but I can kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah. Because um, Scotsman did steal his rebuild, and that's why he's still sat at Shildon and not out on the main line where he should be. Nick, you yeah. didn't learn that this episode. No, you didn't. No, I... I... We learned that this episode. We I... learned yes. that. <laughs> you told us it, and you've told us it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you've learned that. 
Uh, I apologise. I never ever get to spend <laughs> no, I know, more than thirty I know. seconds. It's okay. On stuff that I like, and I found something which ties in both fan fiction I... <laughs> and trains. That's not strictly true. Like, I just want everyone to, all our listeners, know it's not like we force you to do this. <laughs> you, you picked you picked the Fallout episode. You picked the Bioshock episode. Did you right? But usually you're probably going to pick the Half Life episode. I've got lined up next year. I did, but usually. Um, the people I talk about steam engines, they already know it. Ah, you know. That's true. So it, it's very nice when you get time to teach people about your hobby. No, you know? I completely get it. Yeah, I and quite like that. Yeah, James does the opposite of gatekeep, where he tries to force you through the door to the point you're not sure you should go in. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, that's cool. And I... he goes, no, it's really cool. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry for overhyping things. But usually I'm right. I'm still not watching Star Trek. That's okay. Watch Farscape instead. No, Watch Farscape no, instead. No, you try to do that with me as well. I'm not, <laughs> not doing it. Nah, Farscape's shit. You shouldn't watch it. Good, I won't. Shit. <laughs> Good at this. Well, I've, I've been right about things and you've got into them. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'll make a trade. If you watch one of the things I've said's good, I'll watch The Addams Family. Uh, I don't think it. that should be a deal. I think you should just watch it anyway. But, you know, I'm not going to pressure you. Oh, this maybe this won't work. Like we've already tried the golf lesbians deal, and we both sort of chickened out first episode. We were like, oh, that's <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> Fair, yeah, maybe golf lesbians wasn't because I'm I'm not that passionate about golf lesbians. I just thought it was funny, and I thought you'd find it funny too. No, so boring. But just golf okay. for fuck's sake, it was golf. So I just thought that added to the surrealness of it. <laughs> no. Um, one of the thoughts that I will. Uh, leave you two with um, about the the A1 steam locomotive trust and tornado (laughs) I was expecting something more profound I really was this is very profound carry on (laughs) is after they completed tornado and with 10 years of mainline running under their belt the members of the trust got together and you know that goofy meme where it's really badly drawn uh, goofy from Disney and he says I'll fucking do it again yeah yes well, yeah. They're doing it again. Not another A1, they're building a P2, which is another lost Sir Nigel Gresley design. Oh, so, okay. And then afterwards, they're going to do another one. Nice. Like what does that look Mad like? Mad Bastards. Oh, um, that's... Uh, I need I need to find out what the third one is they're making. Yeah, I, I will have a look, but uh, I'm more excited about the P2. Okay. Being a, a Gresley fanboy. So, yeah, I just thought you ought to know. The no, that's A1 fine. The A1 um, Steam Locomotive Trust, mad bastards. I've I've actually just been looking. I found the equivalent of this fic, but for me. Okay. Oh, okay. And we'll have to cover it next Christmas. Fleet of the Homeward Bound. This is Fleet of the Homeward Bound by Sora2455. It's about the USS Enterprise, the Babylon 5 Starbase, the space battleship Yamato, the Normandy from Mass Effect, and the Battlestar Galactica as uh, anthropomorphic... Characters doing their thing. So these are- oh wow! Yep, <laughs> that's that's excellent. So next year I'm going to spend an hour going through this and talking about all the specs of all these different ships. <laughs> You're welcome. That's fine. I fully support your right to do that. Good. Because I've started my Christmas off right, mm-hmm. and I think it's only fair that you get to start. I think your we've all started off right. our Christmas off right. This yeah. Year. I think so. And you know what? I hope everyone at home listening 
is also having a good Christmas. I'd like to think this episode is going to air before Christmas. It does depend when I get it done. It may be a New Year special rather than a Christmas I'm special. I'm going to aim for the 24th. Hmm. I do have time off work. I might be able to get it done. If I'm wrong, eh, you'll see. I mean, even if you don't end up having a, uh, a brilliant 25th of December, you could always listen to us because we will be there. Yeah. But here's hoping you don't have to. I mean, I hope you have a good Christmas and listen to us. Like, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be even better. Good. Yeah. But if you had a bad one, Sorry to hear it. I like the idea of having nothing better to do hungover on Boxing Day and go, fuck it, my day can't get any worse and just putting us on. (laughs) (laughs) Just hearing us ramble. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And listen to the Archers instead. (laughs) Okay. We're definitely better than the Archers. You take that back. We are. (laughs) They have fantastic farming tips. (laughs) Grace, you're supposed to be on our side. You're on our sh- No, we'll get sued. Stop it. Grace, you don't even own a farm. I don't own a farm. I don't know anybody who does own a farm. I back onto a farm and I grow things in my back garden. So what you're going to do is when next time the farmer's going by on his tractor, you're going to shout tips to him. <laughs> you're driving that combine wrong. <laughs> How do you know? I listened to it on the archer. <laughs> no, obviously not going to tell the agries what to do. Grace, support the show you're on. I can do both. Okay, good. We're better than the archers, everyone. We're equal yeah. to the archers, everyone. We have more... We just haven't been out as long. <laughs> we have more fanfiction content than the archers. Do we? I'm pretty sure there's more ar- archers fanfiction than fanfiction about us. Well, yeah. Mm. Got you there. <laughs> Would listening to the archers teach you about the wiggle that is greater than Poseidon's wiggle? I'm sure there's been an episode. Ex- it's been going so long. <laughs> Would yeah. the archers teach you about um, the time Paul Hollywood got pounded up the bum by Loki? I realise it was the other way around now, but <laughs> I've already started the sentence. I feel like I'd be better off not knowing that and knowing something that was on the archers. Grace. <laughs> like, I feel like one's significantly more helpful than the other. <laughs> I'm trying to hype us up. Oh, okay. Yeah, mad hype. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Would the archers detail the trials and tribulations of being a new build locomotive in among. Exactly. No, you're right. They'd probably rewrite the trials and tribulations of being a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nowhere near as interesting. That's true. So, yeah, shipping forecast. That's what you should listen to at Christmas. Of course, if you're hearing me say that, you already have. So I yeah, don't know what you. this is about. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking with us through the year. Hopefully you join us next year. We've got some fun topics lined up. In the meantime, feel free to get in touch. We're an open book. We love to hear from authors and listeners alike. Yeah, chat shit with us. If we you have any fix it. you'd like us to look at, uh, write in, because we can cover them on our other show, Fanfix and Chill. As a reminder, we have another show now called Fanfix and Chill. It's where we do full dramatic readings of fics we really enjoyed that are short enough that we can do that because we can't read every fic that we enjoy because we'd be here all day. Sadly. It'd take us a full year to get through that train one neck just to be... Yeah, yeah. I know. However, if, dear listener, you would like to hear us do dramatic readings all day every day, then we do have a Patreon setup. We have a Ko-Fi setup. If you pay us enough so that we can quit our jobs, we can just read fix for you all day every day. Can't say fairer oh. than that, eh? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far because we still have like time to edit and things like that. So well, it wouldn't be daily, 
but and that'll be your yeah. day. It'll be your job, mate. I'm, we're still not going to get. Do you want to read fix every? Do you want to be recording every day? Depends how much money I'm making. Yeah, this is true. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we'll see. Because I can't record it every, every day and edit every day. Not with that attitude, you can't. But I could, I, I could outsource it, to be fair. I could outsource the editing. Yeah, if we get paid enough. Exactly. Okay, yeah. You can support us with money if you want, but I know times are hard and we're not your mum, so don't worry. If you do, though, you'll get access to our Discord server, where we hmm. can chat shit together. Join for train facts. Get train facts. That's kind of it, really. I've not really thought about the Patreon rewards in a while, so... Yeah, it's just the Discord server for now. Yep. And our thanks. Yeah, you will always have our thanks. Mm-hmm. Whether you give us money or not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, just listening. It's nice to see the numbers go up. So, good. And thank you. Right, I'm rambling, and this has gone on quite a while. So This has gone on long enough. It's time to go, everyone. See Enjoy you. Christmas. See you next year. There's going to be a gap till our next episode, but you can always go back and listen to our old ones. This is it. This Don't is go the... too far, though, because some of our old episodes are bad. This is the traditional January hiatus where we sleep mm-hmm. off our hangovers and get our cars ready for show season. Well, I get my car ready for show season. That's why you want a January off. Okay. Yes. I understand now. Okay. See you all next year. <laughs>